Welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told through the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here, hear news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I am your host, Fred. That great theme music by Roger Craig of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. And it is October, folks, on the time of year we have all been waiting for International Audio Theater Month. National, well-recognized national holiday, of course, the time of year when you can actually hear old school suspense and lights out radio programs on stations late at night, AM and, and even FM sometimes at a time when Vincent Price's uh, zombified corpse rises from the creaky magnets of the old school radios to scare you once and again and for all. Uh, we love this time of year, of course, here on Radio Drummer Revival, a time when uh, things cool off, the leaves uh, turn brilliant colors and start skittering down our roads, and you can play stuff that spooks the crap out of people and not be looked at like you're that strange. So here we are on what you would can believe is actually our fourth year doing a Halloween special. I'm going to try and exceed everybody's expectations. Yet again, it's always been a very popular special. In fact, most listeners uh, come across this because they're interested in horror stuff, so... Let's feed the appetite. Um, the focus this month on the pod will be six talented audio dramaturges that c- comprise Transcontinental Terror. Transcontinental Terror is a first time we're ever trying this. It's a festival of audio horror programming that will be streaming live on Halloween night from 8 p.m. Eastern to 11 p.m. Eastern. Um, all original works of horror by six great groups. That's um, myself with Final Room Productions, Electric Vicuna in Nova Scotia, the group you'll hear tonight, um, 3D Horror Fi, which um, is by the people who created Wireless Theater Company. Uh, you've got Chatterbox Audio Theater down in Memphis, International Falls. You've got the Icebox Radio Theater with Jeff Adams. And then hitting the West Coast, we've got Willama Radio Workshop, um, some of the very best audio people out there, um, transcontinental.com. You can go there to hear what, uh, to see what you're going to hear on Halloween night um, to get the uh, schedule so you can see what is playing when on your time zone and, of course, the streaming widget, which you can play on your computer or on a mobile device or however you want to listen to Internet radio, you can tune into that, uh, as well as on some radio stations here in Portland, Maine, WMPG-FM 90.9. We'll be playing um, at least some of Transcontinental Tor- Terror, so... Awesome stuff on Halloween night, and um, to celebrate, uh, we're going to start with uh, one of the artists. Again, um, this is the Wireless Theater Company. Uh, well, actually, one of the founders of the Wireless Theater Company, Mariel Renaker Temple. Uh, if I got that right, sorry, Mariel, if I didn't. Um, she's kind of been the lady in charge of this thing, and has brought Wireless Theater Company from a group um, that no one ever heard of to what I consider the best alternative to BBC radio drama programming. Gives a lot of opportunity for independent. Uh, writers and actors and musicians to do stuff the BBC just wouldn't do, um, don't have the resources um, to do some of this independent stuff or not interested, or it's a bit risque. Um, and there are many, many different reasons why you need alternatives to BBC, and they uh, meet several of them. Um, so they've been doing amazing things so far with everything they've done, and their new effort is Drama in a Bloodier Shade. I'm really pleased to introduce you to 3D Horrify. It's called 3D Horrify because it is um, three-dimensional binaural recording Um the short of it is that you should listen to this with headphones on. Um, we've played some of Tom Lopez's binaural stuff before, and we probably will again before the month is through. It is a wonderful way to experience terror, and um, if you kind of are wondering what the heck I'm talking about, um, it's a special uh, audio recording technique. Now, some people just have actors read in microphones and mix it, um, or they're like me and they record in stereo on location, and then the, the relationship with the actors to where uh, they are it comprises the stereo field 
Uh, with binaural, it's a little bit different. You put omnidirectional microphones into the ear canal of a stuffed human head, and uh, you record it. And what you hear theoretically matches what you would hear as a human being in that same space. And it is hauntingly realistic, which makes it even better for horror. Because, you know, what do you want to have be hauntingly realistic other than um, a man being locked in a cellar and having bricks paved over his grave? Um, if you're guessing where I'm going with this, it is the cask of Amontillado. Um, there are actually several other productions. Um, the cask is, is sort of, uh, you know, a, a real, real classic. It's been done a lot of times, of course. Everybody knows what happens, but, um, I love hearing different interpretations. And, um, if you want something a little bit different, check out their website, 3dhorrorfi.com, 3dhorrorfi.com. Um, anyways... Let's get right into it. Um, Edgar Allan Poe's Cask of Amontillado, performed by the Wireless Theater Company's new effort, 3D Horrify. Horrify, I like it. of this rare amontillado, whilst I tell you the strange story of my friend, my late friend, Fortunato. <clears throat> the thousand injuries of Fortunato I had borne as I best could, but when he ventured upon insult, I vowed revenge. You, who so well know the nature of my soul, will not suppose, however, that I gave utterance to a threat. At length, I would be avenged. This was a point definitively settled. But the very definitiveness with which it was resolved precluded the idea of risk. I must not only punish, but punish with impunity. A wrong is unredressed when retribution overtakes its redresser. It is equally unredressed when the Avenger fails to make himself felt as such to him who has done the wrong. <clears throat> it must be understood that neither my word nor deed had I given Fortunato cause to doubt my goodwill. I continued, as was my wont, to smile in his face, as he did not perceive that my smile now was at the thought of his immolation. He had a weak point, this Fortunato although in other regards he was a man to be respected and even feared. He prided himself on his connoisseurship in wine. Few Italians have the true virtuoso spirit. For the most part, their enthusiasm is adopted to suit the time and opportunity to practice imposture upon the British and Austrian millionaires. In painting and gemmery, Fortunato, like his countrymen, was a quack. But in the matter of old wines, he was sincere. In this respect, I did not differ from him materially. I was skilful in the Italian vintages myself, and bought largely whenever I could. It was about dusk, one evening during the supreme madness of the carnival season, that I encountered my friend. He accosted me with excessive warmth, for he had been drinking much. The man wore motley. He had on a tight-fitting, party-striped dress, and his head was surmounted by the conical cap and bells. 
I was so pleased to see him that I thought I should never have done wringing his hand. Remarkably well you're looking today. I, <coughs> I seek your advice, for I have received a cask of what passes for Amontillado, and I have my doubts. Amontillado? A cask? Impossible! And in the middle of the carnival? I, I have my doubts, uh, and uh, I was silly enough to pay the full Amontillado price without consulting you in the matter. You were not to be found, and I was fearful of losing a bargain. <coughs> Amontillado. I have my doubts. Amontillado. I must satisfy them. Amontillado. Oh, as you are engaged, I, I'm on my way to Lucchese. If anyone has a critical turn, it is he. He will tell me I... Lucchese cannot tell Amontillado from Sheriff. Well, and yet some fools will have it that his taste is a match for your own. Come, let us go. Whither? To your vaults. My friend, no. <coughs> no, I will not impose upon your good nature. I perceive you have an engagement. Lucchese, I'm I sure. have no engagement. Come. My friend, no. It is not the engagement, but the severe cold with which I perceive you are afflicted. The vaults are insufferably damp. They are encrusted with nitre. Let us go, nevertheless. The cold is merely nothing. Amontillado, you have been imposed upon. And as for Lucchese, he cannot distinguish Sherry from Amontillado. speaking, Fortunato possessed himself of my arm, putting on a mask of black silk and drawing an Arocca layer closely about my person, I suffered him to hurry me to my palazzo. There were no attendants at home. They had absconded to make merry in honour of the time. I had told them that I should not return until the morning, and had given them explicit orders not to stir from the house. These orders were sufficient, I well knew, to ensure their immediate disappearance, one and all, as soon as my back was turned. Come, my friend. Oh, winds. Here, take this flower. It will be dark down these stairs. And take care to bow your head under the arches. This passage will be leading to, at length to my house. Oh, I fear that it will be damp down here. Too damp for you, perhaps. You seem unsteady. Here, let me support you with my hand. <laughs> the wine of the carnival. It is so easy to indulge our passion for the great. <laughs> you yourself, Fortunato, must have found many great vintages that met your approval. Ah, here, at last, we are in the catacombs of the Montresor.
had installed it here to remind visitors of eternity. I hear it. Hmm. The cask. <laughs> it, is, it is farther on, but observe the white webwork which gleams from these cavern walls. Nitre. <coughs> Nitre. <coughs> how, long have you, how long have you had this cough? Nothing. No, come. We, we will go back. Your health is precious. You are rich, respected, admired, beloved. You are happy, as once I was. You are a man to be missed. For me, it is no matter. We will go back. You will be ill, and I cannot be responsible. Besides, there is the chase. Enough! The cough is a mere nothing. It will not kill me. I shall not <coughs> die of a cough. True. True. And indeed, I had no intention of alarming you unnecessarily. But you should use all proper caution. Ah, a draught of this Madoc will defend us from the damps. Ah, this will meet with your approval, I don't doubt. It has lain here for these last 20 years. Here, let me take the neck off. Drink, but be wary of the dust. Best to tip it straight back into your mouth. <laughs> I'll drink to the buried that repose around. And I to your long life. <laughs> that I can take your arm. These vaults are extensive. Oh, the Montresor were a great and numerous family. <coughs> I forget your arms. A huge human foot door in a field azure. The foot crushes a serpent rampant whose fangs are embedded in the heel. And the motto? Nemo me impune lecessit. No one attacks me with impunity. Good. <laughs> Come. Show me. These are the stairs. Mind, mind your step here. These are very steep. Be careful, good fortune, Arthur. Take my arm. Take my arm. Mind yourself. It's very dark here. Not long now. Do you need to pause? Here we are. his eyes and the bells jingle. My own fancy grew warm within the dark. We had passed through walls of piled bones with casks and puncheons intermingling into the inmost recesses of the catacombs. I paused again, and this time I made bold to seize Fortunato by an arm above the elbow. The night! Uh, uh, see, it increases! 
mousses. It hangs like moss upon the vaults. We are below the river's bed. The drops of moisture trickle among the bones. Come, we will go back ere it's too late. Your, your cough <coughs> is too, too bad. Enough. Let us go on. But first, another draught of the meadow. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> flashed with a fierce light. He laughed and threw the bottle <laughs> upwards with a gesticulation I did not understand. <laughs> I looked at him in surprise. He repeated the movement, a grotesque... <laughs> to the Amontillado. We passed through a range of low arches, descended, passed on, and finally arrived at a deep crypt in which the foulness of the air caused our flambeau rather to glow than flame. Stay with me, Fortunato. This <laughs> is my vault. Three sides of this interior crypt are still ornamented in this manner. From the fourth, the bones have been thrown down and lay promiscuously upon the earth, forming at one point a mound of some size. Within the wall thus exposed by the displacing of the bones, we perceived a still interior recess. In depth, around four feet, in width three, in height six or seven. It seemed to have been constructed for no especial use within itself, but merely formed the interval between two of the colossal supports of the roof of the catacombs, and was backed by one of their circumscribing walls of solid granite. It was in vain that Fortunato, uplifting his dull torch, endeavoured to pry into the depths of the recess. Its termination the feeble light did not enable us to see. Proceed! Herein is the Amontillado. As for the chase, he is an ignorant 
great. <laughs> Take care! <laughs> Be careful there! He stepped unsteadily forward while I followed immediately at his heels. In an instant, we had reached the extremity of the niche, and finding his progress arrested by the rock, stood stupidly bewildered. A moment more, and I had fettered him to the granite. In its surface were two iron staples, distant from each other, about two feet horizontally. From one of these depended a short chain, from the other a padlock. He is too astounded to resist. I have the key. Pass your hand over the wall. You cannot help feeling the nighter. Indeed, it is very damp. Once more, let me implore you to return. No? Then I will positively leave you. But I must first render you all the little attentions in my power. The Amontillado! True, true, the Amontillado. As I said these words, I busied myself among the pile of bones of which I've spoken before. Throwing them aside, I soon uncovered a quantity of building stone and mortar. With these materials, and with the aid of my trowel, I began vigorously to wall up the entrance of the niche. I had scarcely laid the first tier of my masonry when I discovered that the intoxication of Fortunado had in a great measure worn off. The earliest indication I had of this was a low, moaning cry from the depth of the recess. It was not the cry of a drunken man. There was then a long and obstinate silence. I laid the second tier, and the third, and the fourth. And then I heard the furious vibrations of the chain. The noise lasted for several minutes, during which, that I might hearken to it with the more satisfaction, I ceased my labors and sat down upon the bones. When at last the clanking subsided, I resumed with the trowel and finished without interruption the fifth the sixth and the seventh tier. The wall was now nearly upon a level with my breast. Oh, I again paused and holding the flambeau over the mason work threw a few feeble rays upon the figure within. A succession of loud and shrill screams bursting suddenly from the throat of the chained form seemed to thrust them violently back. <laughs> For a brief moment I hesitated. I trembled. Unsheathing my rapier, I began to grope with it about the recess. But the thought of an instant reassured me. I placed my hand upon the solid fabric in the catacombs. I felt satisfied. I reapproached the wall. Ah. 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 
It was now midnight, and my task was drawing to a close. I completed the eighth, oh, the ninth, and the tenth tier. I had finished a portion of the last and the eleventh. There remained but a single stone to be fitted and plastered in. I struggled with its weight. I placed it partially in its destined position. A very good joke, indeed. Excellent jest. We will have many a rich laugh about it in the palazzo. <laughs> Over our wine. <laughs> <laughs> the Montellara. <laughs> yes, the Montellaro. But it is not getting late. Will not they be awaiting us at the Palazzo? And Lady Fortunato and the rest. Let us be gone. Yes. Let us be gone. For the love of God. What the Yes. For the love of God. These words I hearkened in vain for a reply. I grew impatient. Fortunato! Fortunato! No answer still. I thrust the torch through the remaining aperture. I let it fall within. There came forth in return only a, a jingling of the bells. My heart grew sick on account of the dampness of the catacombs. I hastened to make an end of my labour. I forced the last stone into its position and plastered it up. In pace requiescat. <laughs> Production was done by Marielle Ranaker Temple, Nick Hewson, Judy Pierce, and Andrew Ward. Editing and post production by Ben Pierce. 3D Horrify create 3D audio horror and science fiction plays available to download from www.3dhorrify.com. Listen with headphones in the dark. And that was the Cask of Montillado kicking off our month-long celebration of spooky 
audio here on Radio Drama Revival. More next week as we sweep the country east to west in search of the grandest and spookiest audio producers available. Um, coming up next is Electric by Kuna. That is Jack Ward of the Sonic Society, his personal effort, uh, followed by Final Room Productions, my own operation here in Portland, Maine. Then we go down to Memphis for Chatterbox Audio Theater, then to International Falls, Minnesota, Icebox Radio Theater, and then we finish on the other Portland, Portland, Oregon, uh, with Wallamet Radio Workshop. But of course, the big night is October 31st, 5 to 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Follow transcontinentalterror.com to hear all about that. Um, can't wait that long, of course, over 150 hours of programming at radiodramarevival.com. Um, you can stay in the loop as to what's happening in audio drama news by following us on Twitter at Radio Drama. Um, we also got a Facebook page nowadays, Radio Drama Revival. Um, iTunes, uh, again, we've also got an iTunes profile. Look for Radio Drama Revival. Um, that, however, wraps it up for this week. Radio Drama Revival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhalgh. Copyright of individual shows remains to their original producers, but do please share this show as far and widely as you like. Radio Drama Revival originates in on-air radio at WMPG-FM Greater Portland, Maine's Community Radio. It is podcast at radiodramarevival.com's Labor of Love. Till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week.